Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, happy day 12 of the program. How are you? Um, if you're watching this in the group, it's a Friday. Um, our first Friday, our, no, our second Friday. Our first Friday of the first week. <laughs> How about that? Today we are talking about tips for navigating the weekend. We are not concerned. We will never be concerned about the weekend. Um, there's nothing you can do on a weekend that can't be undone by getting right back at it on the Monday. However, there is something to be said about weight loss being based on momentum. When you see that scale drop, it's not based on what you did yesterday that's causing it to drop today. Chances are your body's been focusing on that for the days leading up to that drop. So something to be said about momentum. Um, this is what's going to happen. Some of you are going to indulge on the weekend. Your weight will be up. You know, on Monday, you know, you get right back at following the plan and your weight will drop back down and then and then some probably. Um, some of you will indulge in the weekend and realize that your weight didn't go up at all. No big deal. Some of you will indulge in the weekend and realize that your weight went down on Monday. And that's because, you know, all of your efforts are really adding up and making a big difference. It's hard to kind of mess with that, showing up every day, doing the things that you need to do. Your body is going to want this fat gone just as much as you do. If it doesn't already, it's going to get to that place. So it's really hard to mess this up. As long as you keep showing up, honestly, you cannot mess this up. What else are we talking about today? Goal weight. Today we're talking about goal weight. Um, I know so many of you have questions about that. What should my goal weight be? So so I have a general rule. Um, the lowest weight that you weighed after the age of 21 um, should be realistic. I know a lot of people, and I said in the post, you know, when you weighed that weight when you were 21, might not have been your healthiest, you know, smoking, drinking, whatever, living off Coke, who knows. Um, you know, we do these things when we are young, and, and maybe that's why, you you know, your weight was so low. Uh, maybe you're doing crazy diets and stuff like that. Maybe you're older now, and you don't want to, you think if you look that weight, if you, if you reach that weight, you're going to look like you've starved and deprived yourself. Remember, we're not starving and depriving ourselves, right? So no reason you can't take yourself down to a weight that you were able to maintain when you were younger and look even healthier. Um, there's also no reason why you can't see a low number that you've never seen before because you've always had a weight issue as well. So your body is not designed to carry a lot of excess fat. It's not healthy for it. Um, we do have a science post on this talking everything you need to know about fat. Um, every extra pound of fat is hard on your body. It's not something we harp on around here because we got it. We might as well just focus on losing it, but that's the truth of it. Um, I always say this when it comes to health issues, like people will have health issues and be like, well, I have health, this health issue. Will the program work for me? I have this health issue. Will the program work for me? It's because you have those health issues that your body wants this fat gone. It needs this fat gone in order to focus on leveling up and doing all the things that it needs and wants to do, right? So uh, we're talking goal weight. Uh, we're also doing a recap of week one and giving you a sneak peek into week two. So week two is more of the same food plan wise. You're going to hear that for another couple of weeks until the point you get bored with it in week three and then we start switching things up. Um, week two is all about fine tuning and perfecting uh, the changes that you have made in the last week or if you started during prep week the last couple of weeks. Some people um, took prep week and hit the ground running. We all start on day one regardless. Um, some people kind of, you know, eased into it, ran out, you know, and got all everything they needed and asked the questions that they needed and started making changes on Monday. So regardless of where you are at, we all should be following on the same day unless you haven't been following. And here's the thing. If ever you need to take time off in the program, you want to do 91 days of the program and ever if you have to take a day off, a weekend off, a week off, whatever, you can just simply pick up from exactly where you left off. And that's the beauty of using the app is that all of the posts that we post each day are tied to that day. So if you stop following, for example, uh, uh, today on, on day 12 and you go away for the weekend, you go for away for a week, when you come back, you're going to pick up on day 13. And then if you're using the app, you can go directly to the post we talked about that day. You can see the check-in video that was posted that day and then you can ask all the questions that you need. So uh, please don't stress about that. Where's my iPad? I want to get right into this today because it is Friday. Let's get right into these questions. Hello, Gina, help me understand how I know when I'm having enough water. Okay, love this question. So 
So two and two point seven to three and a half is science, right? So that's science tells us that the average person needs about two point seven to three point five just for basic body function, processing foods in process, you know, eliminating the byproduct of foods out, that kind of thing. Um, and so that's the average person. So some of you are going to be taller, some of you are going to be smaller, some of you are going to have a hundred pounds to lose, some of you are going to have ten pounds to lose. Some of you are more active than other people. Um, you know, some of you take medications that can cause dehydration. Some of you drink more alcohol than other people. So there's a lot of variables to not only how much water you need, but how much water you need day to day to day to day, right? Um, so it's not black and white. And I know some people um, want us to tell them exactly what to drink. And I could say, well, you should drink four liters, but in reality, you might need five. Or I tell you to drink five, but in reality, you might need four. So first, we want to start with where do you fall in the average, right? Like sort of where do you fall sort of in the average, that five, five kind of height, you know, and then add more for the extra weight that you need to lose or, you know, less. Um, depending on your height, and then add sort of more in for, you know, exercise, um, salty food, um, you know, if you have a glass glass of wine. That's, that's why we say, like, if you have alcohol, add a, add a cup of water, right? So, so when you start drinking water, and you can be someone who's literally not gone from drinking any water, and, and most people are walking around dehydrated. Um, and so, and not drinking enough because we've been told, so when, when you're told, for example, eight to 10 glasses, that's so you won't die and be dehydrated. You know what I mean? That was never optimal health. It's, it's never optimal health. It's the bare minimum. Drink those like eight to 10 glasses or whatever it is. Um, if you do a lot of research into dehydration and the detrimental effects of dehydration, which I have done, more people need to worry about being dehydrated than they do need to worry about being overly hydrated. So that's not really a concern for most people. There are sort of outliers and um, specific cases, and that's why we're going to talk to Dr. Pfeiffer today at 11 a.m. Um, you know, who needs to be mindful of water? How much do you need and why and all of that? So we're going to break that down. So I hope you can join us at 11 a.m. today. If not, we're going to repost the segment in the guides and it'll be a podcast and available on YouTube as well. Um, where was I on that? So, so, so when people start drinking water, so you could go and not need to drink any water, right? And not be thirsty ever. And this is all about sort of the body's way of communicating. And the body, you, you have this amazing my body connection that the body should tell you when to eat, what to eat, how much to eat, when it'll tell you when you're tired, it'll tell you when you're thirsty, but we are just so great at ignoring all of those signs and signals that the body gets to a place where it just stops telling us. And it just kind of figures out how to do things on its own. And so, and so for example, when you're not giving your body water, you, you're, you're going to start craving carbs and sugar. So the body associates uh, water with high water content food. So if you're not giving it water to drink, it'll it get water in other ways. And this is why so many of you notice already your cravings are starting to go away. Oh my goodness, I was so concerned about cravings, now they're gone, right? Um, and so the body will try to get what it needs through association and kind of figure out how to, the body will keep you alive no matter what, and it'll figure it out, right? So you can go from drinking no water to all of a sudden drinking, you know, a considerable amount more, more water, and all of a sudden you're thirsty. And that's kind of, I mean, in very simplistic terms, everybody's like, holy shit, she's drinking water here? Oh my God, yeah, she is. Okay, try to get her to drink more. So you're paying attention, you're in tune to that, and your body's letting you know. So as soon as you start drinking more water, your body will let you know that you need more water. And so the general rule, so what? It, so people get freaked out by this. Oh my goodness, I'm drinking all this water, but I'm thirsty. What do I do? <laughs> Drink more. Your body's letting you know that you're drinking more. Um, and then what happens too, when people start drinking more water, obviously your bladder's not used to it, your body's not used to it, your body's just also processing the water that quickly because it's gone from a state of dehydration to needing more water. It's kind of like if you water a dry plant, right? And you, you put water in it and the water just goes all the way through. So you kind of have to slowly water the plant, take the time. And over time, the soil gets saturated and hydrated. Our bodies are kind of no different, you know? Um, so, you know, the more you go to the bathroom generally is a rule that the more water you need to drink, you will get to a place where you're hydrated and you know, your body's not trying to keep up with the water that you're drinking and using it so quickly that it's running through you so fast that you're, you won't have to go to the bathroom as much. That's homeostasis, where your body stays hydrated and you're just giving it what it needs and, you know, therefore the water isn't processing so quickly through your system. So the more water you drink, the more you will go to the bathroom, especially in the beginning, and you should notice that gets a lot better. Um, 
uh, you'll notice that it gets a lot better. What else do I want to say about water? How do you know that it's enough? So your lips being dry. That's another sign. Um, if your lips are dry, you'll go from not drinking water to drinking water and your lips, your, your lips being dry can be a sign. Sometimes it can be because you're licking your lips too much. <laughs> Salty food. Um, other times it can be your lips will be dry um, because it's a sign of a dehydration. Your eyes can be dry. That's a sign of dehydration as well um, or a need that you can, you, you can add more water or just signs. Not, not a sign of dehydration per se, but a sign that your body is asking and looking for, for more water, right? Um, help me understand how I know when I'm having enough. So your, so first of all, the more, and you'll hear Dr. Pfeiffer talk about this today, and he talked about this in his video. Um, there's a lot to talk about water. That's why I'm kind of all over the place. So that's why we have like five, six posts on it. It's a lot. Even if you need to know, but that's not even the kinds of water and all that stuff that you can go down uh, into a rabbit hole with, right? But, um, you know, because you're drinking, you're eating so much food so often, you need more water to process that as well, right? So it's not just any random person off the street would need to drink more water or that would help them lose weight. Um, it's what you're doing in combination with the program and, and following the food plan, how often that you are eating um, and trying to piggyback the body's natural detox response that you're making sure that you're getting enough enough water. Um, you'll be a lot less bloated um, when you when you're drinking your water. Um, that will make a difference because the body. We used to be taught when we were a lot of people are diuretics or took diuretics when I was growing up in the 80s and 90s when you were de when your body retained water. But now we know the body retains water when it's dehydrated. So you know how people walking around dehydrated and having an issue with water retention when the issue is they're not drinking enough water in the first place. So those are kind of the signs um, that you've had enough. You'll stop going to the bathroom as often. Um, you won't feel thirsty all the time. Your lips won't be dry. Um, a lot of people will drink the water and they'll feel full from the water and they'll be like, well, I'm not hungry because I'm full from water. So that's, that's something we should talk about. Water doesn't satisfy your appetite. So if you were actually hungry, all the water in the world isn't going to do anything to dampen those hunger cues. If you were hungry and craving something, you had water and now you drank the water and you're no longer hungry, you were never hungry. Chances are your just body was asking for water and chances are what you were hungry for was carbs and sugar. So if you drank that, so you know how in the diet industry they tell you drink a glass of water and it'll satisfy your appetite? Such horseshit. No, it doesn't. Starving people all over the world would beg to differ with that. Water don't do shit if you're actually hungry. Um, the issue is when you drink that water, um, when you are hungry, if you weren't actually hungry in the first place and your body was just asking for water, then you're going to feel satisfied. So the problem um, is, is that, you know, most people don't start early on it. It's not a lot of water actually to get in your day. Um, it's that people tend to jam it in at the end of their day and then they have to go to the bathroom all night and that's waking them up. You know, waking up in, in the middle of the night it will happen during detox you, when, your, when your circadian rhythm is being worked through and your body wakes you up around that three, four o'clock time. Usually you wake up and you have to go to the bathroom but you should be able to fall back asleep. That's a typical sign of detox. So most people are not starting water when they wake up and then really being mindful to really spread it out throughout the day. This is why using the app and setting alarms could be great. Most people are not drinking it and then jamming it in at the end of the day and that's what's causing issues or they're not drinking it and jamming it in when they can get it in. And that's why it's not great to guzzle your water. It's really best to sip it. And then the body, people are so concerned about drinking too much water. It's not about water in total throughout the day. So studies have shown us that the body can handle 28 liters of water per day, but it's not that you should drink it. So it's capable of doing that. You would never want to do that. But the problem comes when you're trying to drink more than a liter a day. So if you drink a liter and a half, sorry, more than a liter an hour, if you drink a liter and a half in an hour, nothing's going to happen to you. Right? Like no one has to worry about that. People are like, oh my God, I drank a liter and a half in an hour. Am I going to be okay? Like nothing is going to happen to you. But there is sort of, if you keep doing that, you know, um, it's not healthy. It's hard on your body. You do have to be mindful of electrolytes just in general. Um, but that's kind of extreme, right? Forcing yourself to drink that much water in that shorter period of time is just, it's not, it's extreme. And that's not how the body is, it's not meant to sit there and jug, 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 and get caught up on its water and fill up like that. <laughs> it doesn't. The body needs consistent hydration throughout the day so if you start it early you sip on it and you you know you spread it out and you don't you know don't do large amounts at one time then you know um, no one's gonna have issues with this there there are people who do like for example there's people with kidney issues um, I know all about kidney issues because my ex had kidney failure um, he's now on dialysis he's in the hospital actually right now he just finished having a surgery so I know a lot about heart issues because he had heart failure kidney failure spleen issue um, you know we're no 
longer together, but when we were together, we went through all these things together. So I've learned a lot about that. And that's why, you know, health issues are really near and dear to my heart when it comes to this program and this process. Um, so I do tend to know about them and I don't take our advice lightly. I'm also very mindful of giving medical advice um, in the program as well because we're not qualified to do that and everyone has their own different circumstances. So when it comes to water, you might find that we are pretty vague in terms of telling you exactly how much you need, but we've got lots of information that makes it very flexible and accommodating to everybody's needs, right? So. So, and we've got a lot of education in terms of the water. Science is science. The, the amount that science says that well, the average person needs, that's science. And a lot of people like to debate that. I didn't make that shit up. Okay, I did actually say it 30 years ago before the science said it was a thing. But now science has come around and backed me up. So I am talking a lot about water um, just now because I got asked and because this is an important conversation and you have a lot of questions about water and we're talking to Dr. Pfeiffer today. All right, let's move it along. Let's move it along. Great question, great question, great question. Hi, Courtney. When I get stressed, I tell myself I will feel better if I have a treat, specifically a food or wine treat. How can I stop this self-sabotage? Okay, so that will come. So set your intentions every morning. Know what you want to focus on. Reflect at the end of the day on how your day was. Keep keep your what you are doing and not doing contained. Be aware of it. And that's what setting your intentions, whether in the journey or journal or in the app, can do. We actually do have posts on sabotage. It's a, we talked about this yesterday. You might have missed it uh, in the live as well. Some people sabotage themselves out of fear of failure and some people out of fear of success. And some people sabotage themselves just kind of along the way of these just little things that they're doing. So here's what I would say. It's about having that aha moment. It's about creating new habits, right? And it's about bringing awareness is, is, is you know, also that. But it's also about aha moments about what the fuck you keep doing over and over and you're not recognizing it. So is it a treat? Let me ask you. Is it a treat if you have the thing and then you rag on yourself about it? Right? Is it a treat if you have the thing and then you wake up the next day and you rag on yourself about why is the scale not down? Right? Like that's the thing. How do you define a treat? This is why I'm not into treats and cheats and words like moderation and control. There's just certain words that go along with the diet industry and food in general that I'm just like, it's just life and you're making choices. First of all, like get rid of the verbiage. You're living your life and you've made a choice to eat something and you want to eat it because of what? Right? Why do you want to eat that? Well, because I'm proud of myself of all the hard work that I've done. Okay, amazing. Then, you know, go. And it's no different when I meet a milestone in business. I, you know, I'll buy a purse sometimes or I will do something to celebrate. Tony and I will go out and, you know, the, the book. The book's the number one bestseller for I don't know how long. Um, and so we don't, we don't celebrate stuff like that because we're just so busy. But it's really important to celebrate the things that we're accomplishing in our lives. And, you know, um, this is why we're constantly celebrating those non-scale victories. So, if you want to celebrate that you're still here, that you're working through this, that you, you know, you're showing up for yourself and making good choices, it can, it can be more than the scale. Do you know what I mean? You can celebrate that. Um, but if you're celebrating the fact that the scale is going down and you've lost five pounds with consuming something that goes against the choices that you, you are making or got you there in the first place, or you make a choice to consume something that you're then going to talk negatively about yourself, berate yourself, and, and maybe even punish yourself by not eating the next day, then it's not really a treat, right? And it could be you just sitting there defining yourself with a treat. What is my need to reward myself? with something that goes against, you know, what I'm trying to do here. And you could reward yourself in other ways. Go get your nails done. Go for a walk. Go watch a movie. Um, you know, go, go, I don't know, do something for yourself in a way that would actually feel beneficial and like an indulgent treat, something you want to do for yourself to celebrate yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. Because the more we bring attention to celebrating the things that, you know, we are doing that are benefiting us, the more likely we are to continue to do those things that are benefiting us. So there's so much value in celebrating and bringing awareness to the amazing things that you're doing. But you have to just be mindful if the thing that you're choosing to do to do that is also working against all of the things that you're trying to accomplish at the end of the day. Sometimes it's just a matter of framing it. You know, sometimes it's just a matter of framing it and you get that aha moment or, you know, really recognize when you do it have that treat, but if you're going to have the treat, right, say it's a thing you're rewarding yourself with that is food, and this is what's so tricky about dieting and weight loss and food associations is that we use it for so many things, right, but if you do choose to choose something as a treat, it for 
freak's sakes, enjoy it. So many people do this. Oh, I'm going to have it. I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to treat myself. And then they don't even like, it's done. They close their eyes. They don't enjoy it. They're freaking out the whole time, right? Like I'm going to eat this and it's going to be so delicious and I'm going to enjoy every single bite. And then when you're done and you get into that negative dialogue, why'd you do that? Because it was yummy. Why'd you do that? Because I enjoyed it. Why'd you do that? Because I fucking wanted to, you know, knock off the negative chatter. I made a fucking choice. Deal with it. You know what I mean? It's not the end of the day. It's not going to ruin nothing. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to be fine. And I'm just going to keep working towards my goals. Right? So that's what we talked to. We have this maintenance group running today. And, um, one of the conversations yesterday was positive reinforcement. And so our negative like mindset is based on habits, especially the way it's been wired with the diet industry and all the diets that we've done. Right. Um, so, you know, positive reinforcement is recognizing it's not just waking up every day and saying nice things about yourself. It's in the moment when you're ragging on yourself, recognizing that you want to knock that off and throw in some positive reinforcement. Like if you go out for dinner, right. And you find yourself overeating, right. You, you walk away and your belly's full. Just keep saying to yourself, rather than, oh my God, why did I do that? Just say, oh my gosh, that was delicious. Oh my gosh, that was so yummy. Oh my goodness, I really enjoyed that when I ate it. You may feel bloated, gross, and you're just like, what? Because you ate too much. But say things rather than, oh my God, I feel so gross. Say things to yourself like, wow, I really enjoyed that. You know, that was really delicious. That was really worth it, you know? And if you say, oh, I'm never going to lose weight. Yeah, I'm going to get back on track tomorrow, right? So that's sort of how and that's you can't do that overnight you can't do that overnight that that is like you know what you're doing is prioritizing yourself keeping your energy directed at yourself a lot of this program like the first week of first couple weeks of the program is following the food plan which is designed for a rhyme and a reason and then bringing awareness to how your body's responding to all of that and it can be really chaotic in the beginning because you're making change and then everything the more consistent you are everything is going to calm down and then you're going to get a better handle on your portions better handle on your hunger levels better handle on how your body's responding if the scale is already starting to move better handle on what weight loss is starting to look like and feel like to you right so a big part of this process is awareness and then when you are aware that's where you can step in and make change and then you want to reinforce and support that change by by continually to focus on those things and work on those things and being consistent with the changes that you're making. And that in itself is a massive process. That's why it's pro it's progress over perfection around here. That's why we say that a lot. That's a great question. That's a great question. Hi, Arlene. I've been drinking at least five liters of water since I started the program and my in water intake around 6.30 at night, but I'm getting up to go to the washroom um, at least two or three times at night. Is there any tips on what I can do to avoid the sleep interruption? So is, is the scale also moving? That's one thing too. Like if you're waking up in the middle of the night and the scale is also moving chances are that's why um yes the, it, you, sleep trumps water so maybe kind of slow down on your water around five o'clock like play around with it right that's the thing too you're you can play around with the things that you're doing and then sort of see what works best what doesn't work best we are still really early in the program um with where we're at in making changes so the body could still be responding that you might have interrupted sleeps because of other things you could just be um you know waking up because you've got a lot in your mind you know noise in your house and then you wake up you're noticing then that you got to go to the bathroom so then you get up and you go to the bathroom bathroom. Um, so just kind of play around with it. Just kind of play around with it. Um, hi Dana. Weight was up and down between the same number for two days and now three pounds down. I love this. Let me read this again. Weight was up and down between the same number for a few days. Now three pounds. Down. Okay. So we call that kind of the bounce back where your weight goes up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. This is a sign that your body is trying to detox and usually just a little bit more water, I guess water is the topic of the day today, a little bit of water is enough to kind of get it over the edge. And we're going to talk about that. And not like liters and liters and liters. And when we're not liters and liters and liters, we're talking like an extra cup of water or two, something like that. Um, this can be the body trying to detox. And when you feel that, try to get to bed early, you know, be consistent with your, your meals and snacks, make sure you're getting your water in. Because that's the thing where your weight keeps bouncing up and down and then usually just a little bit of a push and then it gets it moving. Um, but that's, this is because also we're weighing in every day. So you're going to pick up on all of these fluctuations, but it's so normal for your weight to go up. That's what I just actually threw this piece of paper, recycled it and throw it away. I'm recycling it. But this is what this, this thing is about, right? We're 161, 163, 161, 162, 161, 162, and then down to 169, right? So up as high as 163, down to 159 like that's it's madness it's craziness um but that's really normal right that's really normal so 
Also, you can get fluctuations because your weight can be dropping and then also up at the same time. So your weight could already be on its way down, but you had salty food. You, you know, didn't drink enough water. You had a steak, which is hard to digest. Not a reason to not eat steak, by the way. Um, you know, and so your weight can be on its way down and also up at the same time. So this is, right? So, so when the scale starts to move, you want to assume that it is still moving for the next three, four days afterwards. Um, even no matter what happens on that scale, no matter what happens on that scale, because you're, you're dealing with the scale moving, plus you're dealing with just natural fluctuations that might be affecting your weight as well. So it's all this kind of, that's why it's madness. And it's all, you know, it's all about the downward trend, not the ups and downs, the up and down, ups and downs, because it looks like craziness. It looks like craziness. Um, bu -bu -bu. hi Gina, following the diet and just fluctuating 0.5 pounds up and down, not moving much. Okay, well, there you go. So what can you do about that? You may not be able to do anything about that. It is totally normal for some people. There are thousands of you who haven't lost any weight yet. There are thousands of you who won't lose any weight for another couple of weeks, even when you're doing all of the things. Again, zero indication of how successful you will be, um, how quickly you lose in the beginning or how much. Zero indication of how, how much you will lose in the end. Um, we've had people not lose weight, any weight till week seven and then go on and lose 40 pounds. So, so don't stress about that. Sometimes you are doing all the things and the, the scale isn't, isn't going to move. You got to keep showing up for the next three months. It will move. You'll get there. Um, but that could be that little 0.5, 0.5. The body's trying to get there, especially if you're feeling any symptoms of detox. It can be tricky if you don't, because some people don't experience any detox symptoms at all. If you do, it can kind of be a bonus. But if your lips are dry, for example, um, you know, you feel a little bloated, um, a little headachey, you know, that could be a sign that your body's trying to detox and bump up that water a little bit. So totally normal for it not to be moving but if you get that up and down generally that's the body just kind of tighten everything up that you be a little bit more consistent with the things that you're doing make sure you're doing them more consistently which I guess is the same thing uh, and then chances are that scale's gonna move but scale's gonna move good morning good morning good morning good morning um good morning I have two non-scale victories no moodiness and no cravings yeah I love that although you know we are dealing with balancing hormones and hormones are never balanced in straight line but we are messing with everything because your body is changing and you know your hormones are always in flux and with that especially with detox you can definitely get moody and feeling it but for the most part you should start to feel pretty good um, you know, so many of you are already saying, I feel more energized, I'm sleeping better, I'm feeling better, I'm pooping better. Wow. That's because the body is on your side. And if you do this, it will respond like that. If you give it the resources it needs and the platform and the time to make change, it will get to work. Um, so if you can imagine how you feel already compared to how you are going to feel three months down the road, it's pretty freaking exciting. It's pretty freaking exciting for sure. And cravings, yeah. I mean, cravings were always just the body trying to communicate its needs, to get more fat, to get more water, to get more salt, to get whatever it might be, right? So cravings are always there for you. Cravings can get quite complicated in terms of if you continually crave certain things. It can be a need for certain things because it can show certain deficiencies. We do know this. I don't want to get into the rabbit hole of that because you want to make sure you're working hand in hand with your dog and getting blood tests and make sure you're up to speed on all your nutrients and getting everything that you need and you aren't deficient in anything. Um, the food plan itself, we're going to introduce supplements on uh, the food plan um, itself gives you a lot of nutrient value, but just because you're eating nutrient-rich foods doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting the nutrients from them. That can be because you have digestive issues and such. Um, also, you have to, so when we start, we're going to introduce supplements on Monday. And Again, I want to remind anyone, we do not make, Weight Loss by Gina does not make um, one cent off of supplements at all. We don't sell them. We don't make money from them. We are suggesting them because over the past 33 years, 33 years, my LinkedIn profile told Tony that I've been doing this for 33 years, actually a little bit longer. Um, but anyway, um, over the last 33 years, I have come to realize there are things that are a benefit, omega-3s, vitamin Ds, you know, or things that if you're deficient in them can affect your weight loss journey, right? Um, but people will always say, well, if I'm eating so healthy, why do I need supplements? First of all, not everybody needs supplements. That's why we present the information. Dr. Paul um, is going to be joining us on Tuesday. We're going to break it down, talk to him about these things, but no one needs them if they don't want to take them. You might need them. You might want to just not want to take them. That's a whole other thing. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I get a lot of questions about, well, if I'm eating so healthy, why do I need to take that? Well, a lot of times, in order to get the specific nutrients you need, like magnesium and your bees and stuff like that, you'd have to curate your diet to make sure that you are getting enough of those foods that would break down into nutrients that would depend on a bunch of variables like your body's ability to absorb them and break them down in order to get enough. And so that's kind of the issue. People say that flippantly. Well, I can just get what I need. I'm eating healthy. It's a lot more complicated than that. And you'd have to, for some deficiencies that you might already have, you'd have to whole curate your whole diet around it. And now we have curated the diet around a really ba- balanced, sensible diet that is meant to meet the body's needs for the first part. But when it comes to deficiencies, that can be a whole other thing. Um, but, you know, again, you shouldn't really have cravings if you're consistently, you might have residual cravings. Um, where if you used to eat at night, you're, you got cravings for stuff at night. Um, if you have certain habits where you, you know, you ate something, whenever you do that habit, you might crave that thing. Um, but for the most part, you shouldn't have any cravings. And if you do start having them and you start craving sugar, it could be an indication you need to bump your water up. Mm-hmm. You know, if you start craving salt, it could be an indication that a, you need salt, add electrolytes to your water, or you need more good fat in your diet, you know? So those are usually what people crave, like sweet or salty. Um, if it gets deeper into another craving, I think like, you know, mustard or, you know, clay. And so certain, there's other cravings that people have for things. Um, that can indicate a, a more, you know, serious deficiency. Uh, well, I bought the plants in week one, lost eight pounds, and thought I must have weighed myself wrong from the start. Then I would move a pound every couple of days. Then bang, today I woke up, and I'm up two pounds. All I could hear in my head is Gina saying this normal. Definitely didn't pan- panic, just carrying on. Okay, so you've lost and you lost and you lost and you lost, which is great. Isn't that everyone's dream? And that will happen. Those of you who aren't losing, that will all happen to you. And then what's happened is your body's like, okay, I'm done. I'm done dropping. And your body's now retaining the water, right? That's all that happens. And then what's going to happen is that your weight will settle right back down. And then chances are you're going to be on a plateau for a bit because that's a big string of drops. And now you're probably going to have, and not, not an equal eight days plateau, but you're going to have, your body's going to need to take time to solidify the weight that you have lost. So chances are you're going to be seeing some plateau, some plateau action or lack of action or whatever you want to say that happening for a little bit. So that's totally normal. Your weight will drop. It'll go back up. It could also be though that you had salty food last night or you didn't drink enough water. So your body's retaining water to continue to drop. Who knows? Some people lose a lot of weight. Uh, we've had someone lose, I think 82 pounds was the most anyone has lost. We do well from the studies. At the end of the program, we do do a survey um, and you'll get to tell us, you know, about your journey, what you like, what you didn't like, what you like to see change, what you accomplished, all of that stuff. And if you could take time at the end of the program, fill that out. We'd love that. So um, other surveys that were filled out, the most amount lost was 82. So if you do the math on 82 pounds versus 91 days, they're pretty much losing the whole time. Um, and I could imagine at the end of the program, they at some point will encounter a really long plateau, like a super long ass plateau. You will get a plateau at some point. So it just sort of depends. Now, obviously the person who lost that much weight had a lot, considerable amount of weight to lose in the first place. Generally people who lose quickly and lose a lot quickly have a little bit more to lose. Sometimes it's just because they're being really diligent and, you know, as opposed to other people. And then sometimes just some people's bodies take time to focus on the internal stuff, right? So, so it's kind of one of those things. But that's sort of normal. You're not going to have that. It's not going to be a drop for the whole three months. You're, you're going to have the, it's going to be like, where's that other post? Again, this is in my recycling. So <laughs> you can tell with my sticky notes. 
So this is recycling. You're going to have the ups and then the down. So what happened, right? You got, you got the down and now you're having the up. And then the down, then up, the down. And then, of course, this is an, it's not expanded enough, but there are like plateaus in there. So this is really condensed. So that plateau probably lasted maybe a week, two weeks, that kind of thing, right? So that's normal. And that's all I need to replenish my printer, as you can tell. Ah, let's get on. Week one was just a few days dropping up yesterday. It's been a crazy couple, uh, stressful couple weeks over here. And I'm really doing what I can to get through every day and not letting the number get to me. Yeah, so, you know, this is life. Life is going to frustrate the F out of you. Um, you're going to have days where, and weeks where you're crushing it and feeling amazing, and then you're just going to feel like, you know, two steps forward, one step back. You've got to keep showing up. We don't go back. We don't repeat. We just keep moving forward. We just keep moving forward. And, you know, when you're tracking, especially in your journal or tracking in your app, like, I don't know about you, but when I write something, like, and I had to really get over this. When I go write notes, if I make a mistake, I rip the whole friggin' page out and start again. I hate the messiness of it. I want it to be perfect. And now I've really gotten used to, as you can see, I've just gotten used to it being chaotic. And now my kids are like, oh my God, like, what's your, are you? <laughs> I make notes and I'm all over the place. I have a really hard time writing cards. Thank you cards, birthday cards. I get so stressed out over them because I need them to be perfect. My, my, I write all day. I know how to write. I can even do cursive because I'm old school. And I, my hands shake. I get nervous. I start to sweat because what if I write in this card in pen and I make a mistake and it's not freaking perfect? Like, I swear, I don't write cards and send cards and, and it, it, because of that. It freaks me out. And so a lot of people are like this with dieting where they need it to be perfect. And if what they've recorded isn't perfect, then they've done it wrong or it's not good enough. or the, the, You know what I'm saying? Or they need to do it again. They keep doing it again until it's perfect. But the reality is that that's not real life. It's, 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 is it better for me to get it written done? written down and do it than it is to spend all day trying to write it perfectly and not have enough time to actually do the things that I'm writing down that I need to do. You know, and this is why really it's progress sort of over perfection. We can paralyze ourselves with not being perfect or keep ourselves really stuck because we can't move forward unless it's perfect. And life is just going to make it so it's not going to be perfect because life is going to challenge you. So many of you want to reach your finally and forever goal that you've been trying to reach for so long. It's so important to you. You want to get there. You need to get there. You just like, this is like your number one goal, right? That you've been working at for a really long time. And so once you get there, you want to stay there. And then also on top of that goal, you've piled all these other things that you want to do, right? When I lose my weight, I want to do this. When I lose my weight, I want to do that. When I lose my weight, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. So life is going to throw at you everything that you need to work through in order to successfully get there and then stay there. That's what life is doing. It's just you're like, I want to do this. And then life's like, okay, here's all the things you need to work through and learn in order to do that, right? And that's what life just keeps doing. And so with this process, because you are constantly prioritizing yourself every day and keeping your energy directed at yourself and bringing a sense of awareness to all the changes that you are making, do you know what I mean? You're going to notice the changes that are happening and the changes that you're making and the shit that you're dealing with. And when you get on that scale every day and you feel those feels, pay attention and notice that internal dialogue because you have the opportunity to change how you think about things and how you think and how you feel and the things that you are doing should all align. And that's when you get into that zone. You're going to get into the zone as you pull everything together. You're waking up every day. You're setting your intentions. You're prioritizing yourself. You're making choices that fall in line with your goals. You're going to be like, I got this. I feel amazing. And then you're going to get in that zone and you're going to keep, you're going to like, it's like I'm, I'm a surfer girl. So I use this analogy of surfing and riding the wave. Half of surfing, surfing isn't riding the wave. That's the, I mean, that's amazing. Surfing is about trying to get out, you know, to get behind the wave so you can get on the wave in the first, and you can, you swim and you swim and swim and waves will come and they'll fucking knock you down, you know, pull you under the water sometimes, and then you got to swim back out, right? You got to find that sweet spot and get over those waves and get behind them so you can sit there in the lineup and then wait for that wave. And then that wave comes and then you got to kind of scramble and then get up there. And then once you're up there, you got to stay up there, man. And you got to like, you got to like, you got to, you got to stay on your board, right? Work with your own balance, the change in the waves. You got to other surfers coming at you. I don't know, dolphins falling, you know, swimming through the ocean at you, turtles, debris in the water, all that shit. You got to kind of stay on that wave. And it's not an easy thing to do because you work so hard 
to get on that freaking wave, sometimes you're sitting out in the water three hours, five hours, you haven't caught one wave. So your wave comes, you want that opportunity, you want to get on that, and you want to stay on that wave. So the same thing happens with this process. You know, once you get into that zone, you want to stay in that zone. Keep drinking your water, be mindful of your stress, trying to get your bed early, move your body, do all these things. We're going to talk about maximizing, which is all the things you're going to do, or you can do, to help with this process, besides the food, you know, the water, and any supplements or anything like that you add in. But sometimes, man, you get knocked off that wave. And what do you do? You swim back out, you know, and you're like, wow, that was awesome. You're up there for, you're out standing up for five seconds. You're like, man, that was wicked. And you're so stoked that you got up, that you caught that wave. You got up on that wave. And even if it lasts five seconds, you know, before you're in the water, you know, with a mouthful of <laughs> seawater or lake water, if you, if you surf the lakes, um, you know what I mean? And you just keep going and you just keep going and you just keep going. So it's not going to be perfect all the time. You just got to keep showing up. And as long as you keep showing up, you can't mess it up. You're going to deal with a lot of feels about this. Some of you are going to be really upset when you start to prioritize in your life, when you realize how hard it is to focus on your own life, on yourself and your own life. When you start to realize how stretched thin you are by people in your life and the things in your life, you things when you do, it's a lot easier said than done to take that time for yourself and make the choices that you need to make to reach this thing that is so important to you. You want to reach this goal that's so important to you, but yet all your energy and time and resources is spread into helping other people do what they need and want to do. You know, so that's really tough for people to reconcile. It reconcile will be real tough for some of you who take the time to prioritize yourself, and then you got to deal with the guilt of doing that. So guilty right so guilty you're taking time to drink water and make good food choices so guilty that you're making food for yourself oh my god god forbid you're making food for yourself instead of worrying about what your family needs to eat and this is why you can make what your family needs to eat and then maybe make a side salad for yourself or extra veggies for yourself right take that time that should not be one of those things that's looked at as like oh my god well now i have to make you know something different for myself yeah fucking right you do because you're important and you want to reach your goal right this is so important to you and if there's any little thing that you can do that's going to help you get there sooner rather than later, then you want to do it. Like, yeah, feed your family. Do you know what I mean? But care about yourself, you know, and make what you need to make for yourself. Add that side salad. Cook those extra. Even if it's zucchini and your kid's like, why well, don't like zucchini? Well, it's not for you. Eat your spaghetti. I'm having the zucchini. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So it's, you're going to have days that are tough and crazy and stressful like Cheryl, right? you got to keep showing up. You know, if every time I had a crazy, stressful day and didn't think I couldn't do this and, oh my God, how am I going to do this? I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Do you know what I mean? I, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. So many people ask me, how did you do this? And how did you, oh my goodness. And people who knew my life and the things that I've worked through. Man, I did a lot of, it was a lot of blood, sweat and tears, a lot of crying, <laughs> a lot of being unsure, a lot of, you know, even, even some days I sit in this chair and I'm just like, who's going to show up? Does anyone care what I have to say? I got my own insecurities, got my own issues, I got my own bad habits, I got my own negative internal dialogue. We're all just trying to wake up and live our best lives, right? Do the best that we can, feel the best that we can, you know? And you, on top of that, are trying to reach this goal, which really just kind of falls in line with living your best life. Being mindful of yourself, prioritizing yourself, you know, drinking water, being hydrated, that feels good. Eating good foods, that feels good. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, back to those treats. If you want to add the treats in, make it a conscious choice. You're making a choice to eat this thing because you're going to enjoy it and it's something that brings you joy and don't let yourself rob yourself from the joy of what you're bringing, you're eating because you can learn a lot from that, you know? Uh, first live, only here because King called in sick. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you for the podcast. Game changer for me. Hi, Jennifer. Hello, Jennifer. I recognize you, but happy to see you live. Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy. Those podcasts, again, are just for us, you know, because people were like the lives and, and, and data. I don't know about you, but I mean, the plans are better, but data back in the day, man, I remember... Oh, don't even get me started on data for my kids and all that and all the money I forked out. Anyway, that's a whole, I digress. That's a whole other thing. Um, but you can download those podcasts. Not only that, but you can listen to them anywhere. Um, you know, you don't have to, watching something is one thing. Listening to something is another thing. I'm trying to learn and keep that in mind that a lot of people are listening on podcasts. So I'm trying to minimize my vis visuals and kind of learning to talk in a way that's all inclusive of everybody listening everywhere. So that's something that I'm working on. I don't get it perfect all the time. Um, but you know, I'm doing my best. That's one of my goals that I'm working on. Sometimes I miss the morning water with lemon. I'm not a fan of apple cider vinegar. Is it okay if my first drink of the day is coffee with cream? Okay. So this is a great question. Lemon water is, and apple cider vinegar does not do the magical things that the people out there tell you it does. Like this is why like it just, it doesn't. That's why apple cider 
vinegar gummies are just, <laughs> just they're a waste of money. So it doesn't, it doesn't burn fat. It doesn't do, it doesn't make your body alkaline. It doesn't do any of those things that the diet industry, I guess, tries to tell you that it does. But it can be beneficial um, for the lemon water, right, to cleanse your palate in the morning, in a sense. Like, think about what goes well with coffee, right? What goes well with coffee? I don't know about you, but muffins, donuts, bagels, sweets, like coffee and, you know, fruit aren't necessarily a great combination. I, I love my coffee. I, not, I love my coffee. But, you know, it's more about cleansing the palate when, or, you know, when you're, when you, rather when you drink, and also it's a great way to start your day being hydrated. When you drink water, you tend to want to drink more water. But there's this point where when you wake up, you don't feel like drinking water. Do you know what I'm saying? And so coffee just goes down so much better, especially because it's warm and it's just, it goes down so much better. So this is why I would suggest warm water with lemon. And so then also the lemon stimulates your di digestive system and turns your body on because you turns your digestive system on. Your digestive system is one of the, you know, the hardest things our body does work-wise because it's lemon, right? And just think about lemon. Think about lemon. Lemon, lemon, lemon. You got your already, you just got to say the word lemon and the saliva glands start. So that's what it's there for. And so, you know, when you start with your coffee, you know, lemon water or water after your coffee, not so appealing, is it, right? So it's really just about creating good habits for ourselves that lead to other good habits for ourselves that support other good habits that we're making and creating. And so that's what it's about. Um, Digestion-wise, it can really be beneficial to people who deal with acid reflux. Um, some people think that, you know, acid reflux is from having too much acid in their digestive system. It's actually from not having enough. Um, so that can really help for some people. I mean, some people it's a structural issue and it's just more than that. Um, some people like say, if you're at, if you're drinking the apple cider vinegar, it's causing your acid reflux to be worse. Chances are you're not diluting it enough. So you just need to dilute it a little bit more. Also really beneficial for people who are missing their gallbladders where your gallbladder is there to, to add that extra cup of bile. So that can really help as well. Not only just in the morning, but when you're having apple cider vinegar before, um, your larger meal. So it's definitely not make or break. It's not a miracle thing. It's about all the little things that you can do that add up and make a big difference. And not just, you know, specifically on the scale, but in, in supporting habits and creating new habits, that kind of thing. Like I said, you know, like, you know, it, having a coffee with a scone or a muffin is something that a lot of people did, that they're trying to break that habit. Start trying to get their water in early in the morning is a, is a habit they're starting to, they're trying to create. So if you start your day without water and your warm and, and that warm water with lemon, um, that can help support that, right? Support that. So that's what that's all about. Bye, Mark is calling. Hello. Tony and I are going on a date night tonight. We're going to this restaurant in Toronto and I can see they're calling me, him on his iPad because this is his iPad. Yay, I'm excited. Uh, ba, ba, ba. Hi, Kim. Hi, all. Happy Friday. Been a week of some cheats. All good. Uh, progress, not perfection. Thank you, Gina and team. Yes, I hear you. I hear you. Um, making choices. Been a week of making choices that don't necessarily, you know, fall in line with my plans or support my goals, but I made them anyway, and I'm still here. How about that? Change that dialogue. Change that dialogue. Change that dialogue. What happens if you reach your goal weight in three weeks? Okay. This is really important because... First of all, that's amazing, but it's not just about losing your weight. It's about helping your body sustain and maintain your weight and making your new weight your new norm. Plus, just because you're done losing your weight doesn't mean that you're, you're done you know, strengthening your mind-body connection, getting in tune with your body's needs, really getting in tune with portion sizes, right? So, so when you've lost your weight, your body needs to now rejig, right, and, and create a new homeostasis, a new norm for you, and there's a lot that goes into that. So I would highly suggest, because we're not about losing. Losing is the no-brainer around here. Your goal is maintenance, right? Your goal isn't even Disneyland. Your goal is to maintain your weight, right? Like there's really four stages and phases of finally and forever. It's losing your weight, right? And then it's like solidifying your weight. And then it's learning to live after you've lost your weight. And then it's moving on. Then it's like finally and forever. Like, you know, Disneyland is here. You've lost your weight. You've reached your goal. Now that you've got to Disneyland, then what? You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, you've lost your weight. That's the first stage. And so at the end of the program, I know you don't realize this if you're a new member, but we teach you how to be, be and, and eat in tune to your body's needs. 
which your body's needs change day to day to day. And no one needs to be following a food plan in order to sustain and maintain their weight. Like, I don't follow a food plan. I don't think about what I eat, what I don't eat all day long, right? Because I'm just in tune to my body's needs. So, so it just really depends. I super highly advise that you follow through and finish the program. To me, you haven't finished the program. Like, if someone says to me, well, I did your program and I gained weight back, and, and I'll be like, okay, tell me about your experience. Well, I lost my weight in week five, you know, and I went and went on to live my life. I'm like, well, duh. Like, you didn't do the work. You didn't follow through and finish. So doing the program is all about following through and finish, regardless if you reach your goal or not. Um, so you really want to be here at the end to really work through the process and address, you know, address why your body is feeling you need to store fat in the first place. You know, get in tune with your body's needs, portion sizes, create, like, get to know yourself, right? Um, and then also instill good habits that are going to support, you know, the weight that you've lost and the life that you want to live. It really depends on circumstances. If, you know, a lot of people do this program just to get healthy and get more in tune with their body. So there is a lot to get out of it. Um, the, a lot of people will reach their goal in the first few weeks, but I super highly advise, like, you, you haven't really done anything. You've lost the weight. The big part is in solidifying it so you don't gain it back. And that in itself takes time. So I would stick around. Stick around, stick around, stick around. Uh, I've been adding a pinch of sea salt to my one liter water bottle because I get leg cramps at night, but I have found I'm still having leg cramps. Any suggestions? Okay. Leg cramps happen for a lot of reasons. Also, a lot of times people will start a weight loss program and then start being more active. So it could be you're getting cramps because you're being more active. Um, so you can add in the salt trace minerals. And this also could be um, a magnesium potassium issue. So what I would do is add a banana for your fruit snack for, the, for a little bit. Um, body's working really hard. So, um, you know, we don't have to worry if bananas works as fruit snack just fine. You can also add some avocado in there, some sweet potato, that kind of thing. Um, that'll help. That'll help. But again, people get leg cramps for all sorts of reasons. My scale tried to sabotage me today, went down nine pounds and up to this morning. Guess what? I don't care. I'm doing everything right. Watch this face. So, so that's the thing that it not only like, do you not care? It's expected. So that's why it's really important. One of the questions on the check-in today was like, my weight went up after it dropped. What can I do about this? Inform yourself on the information. I don't want to say read the information, but you read it over, read it over again, because some of you, it's just like your brains won't accept it. Right? Because you've been taught, like, if your weight goes up, you've gained the weight. And so that's what you've, you've been taught. So you really want to, it's like that aha moment. Like, you want to absorb the information, read it, watch that video when I tell you it's normal, it's normal, it's normal. You know, or we get on that scale and your weight is up. It's like, it's normal. Gina says it's normal. I read that information, it's normal. Because if you're reading it over and it's in your brain, and you're reinforcing what you're saying, and then you hear me say it, all of a sudden it's going to become your new belief. Man, belief systems, we'll talk about that another day. But busting through belief systems, whoo! Boy, that's one of the hardest things that we're going to need to do is just like really busting through our, our really deep, deep, deep beliefs about how things are or aren't or what we think is true and what's not. It's just, it's so huge, man. And those beliefs run so deep. I got to go. I'm out of time. Um, I love this Friday conversation. I love every conversation all day, every day. Um, keep those questions coming. I know I didn't get a lot to them. I get better at sort of asking and, and answering. A lot of it's like I like to expand on the questions that you guys are asking right now just because we're just so early in the process. Um, so keep them coming. If I didn't get to your question, pop it over on the question of the day page. Remember, we do turn all of our lives into podcasts. We don't come back and answer questions after the fact. So for example, if you're watching this at six o'clock at night and you ask a question, no one's going to answer. So um, pop that question over on the question of the day page, pinned to the top or any of the other posts, the team will answer that. Have an amazing weekend. Please do not stress. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow for day 13, which in the group will be Saturday. If you want to join me, feel live. We're going to be going live at 10 a.m. And if I don't see you then, have an amazing weekend. And I'll catch up with you on Monday. On Sunday, we're going to be posting the guidelines for week two, which is more of the same. Heads up, just more fine-tuning and perfecting the changes that you made. Just going right into it. I love it. Have an amazing day, everyone. And I'll see you later. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.